MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome aboard. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort Casino here on Follow the Money. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Peter King on the NFL coming up in about 15 minutes. We just talked to Matt Humans in the previous segment about college basketball starting tonight. So it's, it's difficult your head not to spin this time of year if you do this on your own it's always a good idea to specialize in certain things because if you're betting you know the nfl and college football and you want to get involved in the nba and the nhl and then college basketball starts tonight you don't have enough capacity in your brain to do all of this stuff and so like i'll give you an example um when we're done here today like for point spread weekly our digital magazine i have to get my five best bets of the nfl in by noon pacific time it's not like I just open up the the you know the screen and I say okay give me that game that game that game and that game you, you know so you got to put some time into this stuff and then you have all this other stuff just like piling up on top of it you're like okay now I got to make room for every other sport how is that possible but that's why Paulie you and I've been in Las Vegas for a long time and we've known guys um, in this industry who have specialized in certain sports over the years and tonight I think is the perfect example we know guys who have specialized like they bet college football but they in particular, specialize in the Mac, and they've killed the Mac for a long time. And that's, I would recommend, if you're getting into this for like the first time, pick something like that, smaller sample size, smaller things mm-hmm. to concentrate on, and you'll be better off. Yeah, uh, great to compare notes and, and people who cover different things and compare notes and go about it that way. Because how can you keep up hockey, NBA, Maction tonight, college basketball starts, uh-huh. all, all the games in college? Yeah, sure. 
Absolutely. Plus, if you're focused on the NFL, and if you're in contests, and you can't do it. L- look at the betting board behind yeah. us. There's like four screens for college basketball tonight with so many games. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with Kentucky? That that was a tough performance against D2, Miles College. Miles could not miss last Friday night. <laughs> yes. So I think Kentucky's going to have a nice bounce back year this year. I like them a lot. They have a ton of talent. What's new? Uh, but I'm with Matt. I can't bet him in the game tonight against Duke. And by the way, as I pointed out on this network several times, under Calipari, because it is so new with the players every single year, they do tend to struggle. And I would look beyond Duke at the games, you know, in the next week or so when they're laying huge points. I would look at the other teams because they've had a history here of not exactly covering out of the gates. Their conference win totals 11. And they a good league. That's a deep league. It's a really good league. Alabama, uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that flipped because it was always it just did. you know football and that's it. And now for a handful of years, it's been awesome in, in college basketball. All right, so you get the committee rankings in between the college basketball doubleheader, right? And then you get three action games: Buffalo and Miami, Ohio. Both teams four and five. Buffalo's quarterback is questionable. They're coming off a loss as a huge. Both teams are coming off a loss, but Buffalo was a big favorite against Bowling Green, and they gave up a fifty burger. And got beat, and Miami of Ohio lost to Ohio, who's having a bad year and came in with only one win in that game uh-huh. last week too. So here at Circa, Miami opens seven and fifty-seven, and I would uh, I would take Miami if the, it's, those look like the quarterback's going to play for Buffalo in that one. We've also had a major run here in this conference early in the week with uh, games going over the total, some ultra high scoring yes, games. Yes, this is going to be Ohio's first losing season since two thousand eight. Uh, they are coming off the win, as I mentioned, two and seven on the season. They're taking on six and three, Eastern Michigan, and Eastern Michigan opened up seven and fifty-eight, and we've seen some movement in that total as well. I, I yeah, I, I don't know about the spot for Ohio. Right? They beat Akron. They did. It was awful. More on Akron in a second. Lost as a twenty-eight point favorite at home to Duquesne. Blown out by Louisiana. Blown out by Northwestern, and then. Shocked Miami of Ohio last week. So I could see, now that they're going on the road, that they say, okay, only three games left. That's it. We're going to have a losing season. It hasn't worked out. We're going to go 2-10. and ten. Writing's on the wall. Well, totally up and down. Yeah. Like you talked about well, there. A big upset last week that they pulled off, and then going back earlier in the season when they lost as a 28-point favorite. Mm-hmm. That, that'll tell you that um, yeah. trusting this team is borderline uh-huh. impossible. Uh-huh. And, and, well, and then you have a huge spread here with Western Michigan at home to Akron. Open 28 and a total of 63. It's a little Akron support down to 26. Western Michigan has lost three out of four here. So it comes down to, I guess, if they, they can name their score if they want to, but you question the motivation mm-hmm. here on a Tuesday night against a bad team that they know if they bring their C game, it's going to be good enough to win. But I think there could be a lot of points in this one. It's a, it's a big sports book night mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. If you can pull that off, because so much is going to be happening at the same exact time, all of those games with the college basketball, and then tucked in between them, like you said, will be the committee's second ranking this year. So you've had another day to think about it here. Where do you think Cincinnati's going to land tonight? Five. Does it matter? Five. You think they'll be five? Yeah. I don't think they're going to be five. Who jumps? I think Michigan maybe, and Oklahoma? I think Michigan and or Oklahoma will oh, jump them. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I think they're probably, I'm not going to put it this way. I, won't, I will not be surprised if they're number seven. They fall. 
They win in follow spot. Yes. Okay. Yes, I can see that happening. That's great. They're number two in one poll and three in the other one. Right, right. The other and poll, again, to think get about out of this. the way. We're the committee. We know what we're watching. Okay. If Georgia would somehow lose, Cincinnati would vault to number one in theory in the poll. Yes. But the committee would still have them like six or wherever uh-huh. they're going to be tonight then. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon going to be number three? They have to be, right? I would think so, yeah. Comfortable road win? There's no way you can look at what happened last week and say Ohio State suddenly got to jump Oregon. You can't do that. Uh-huh. Will Texas-San Antonio be in there? And if so, how high? And what will they do with some of these big... I would well, imagine Penn State gets into the rankings. Were you surprised that San Antonio was not in last week? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, sure. I mean... They were 15th in one of the polls. They, they might throw him a bone and put him like 23 uh-huh. or 24. And how many Big Ten teams are going to be ranked tonight now? Can we see where they That's put right. Minnesota? Yeah. Like, is if they're not going to be the top 25. Can you see how far you dropped them at all? Do you, do you go like others receiving votes? Did you put them at, like, number 26, or are they at, I, like, number 60? Gotcha. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I'm Writing could be on the wall uh, after tonight. Contest update. Your leader here at Circa is 34-11 and 11 ATS in first place. 75%, and it's not Hannibal Barca, who was the leader a couple of weeks ago. He's uh, had a couple of rough weeks back-to-back. He has now dropped to 7th. Although he has three entries, but he went from first to seventh. And uh, your new leader is 75%. The Super Contest, 32-12-1 is your leader in the contest over there. And going in to last week, last man standing at Station Casinos, you won this years ago. There were six left in college. Over 3,500 people got in. Boy, oh boy, the possible shenanigans. Just How do you run a contest like this? I went up yesterday. I go, how many people are left? Well, we'll know what comes out on Wednesday. So that means they don't post the picks. You couldn't hitch. Right. There were there's six people left in a contest for $100,000, and you don't know who people have? Mm-hmm. And so, you, don't, you have to wait until tomorrow right. to see how many people are still left? And then let, let's say it's Jesus. cut down from six to two or three people, right? Will they then post who's left? Will they give the other entries any idea who, what they're up against? How, how do they not? That the, They make it up as they go. They when need to they be unveil, Right, right. Well, there's only like a couple people left that they put up. Okay, here's who these people are. Like have. three teams on the board. Okay. And once all the picks are in, too. So I guess so no one waits till the Hawaii game. Or I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, like unfair advantage. Who knows? But then there were 20 left going in. How many are left now after the dogs crushed it and all the big upsets? Uh, and I'm sure there were some stale numbers. Well, at this point, you're probably going to get some pretty sharp people who are remaining. So that tells me that they're going to be betting dogs more than they would favor. So maybe maybe the 20 doesn't get whacked up that much this week. Uh, I talked to Julian over at uh, Big Valet. Yeah. He he made last 20 in the NFL once, and he got into the final five in a college. And he got hooked. Is he, does he start hedging he at that point? He couldn't because he, couldn't he didn't know. We, we talked about this very scenario. Well, but you can hedge against your own play, well, though. Well, he could have done well, that. But then, right, yeah. but then again, it depends on, because if you're, it's a bad number. That's what happened with him. Then you can't hedge off it right he away. He got a bad number in the contest, and it was, yeah, that's what happened to him. I know, but that's uh. we discussed that very thing. There were 20 left in the NFL contest. 6,500 people got in. That was going into last weekend, so we'll know more tomorrow. That's a contest update uh, locally. And uh, quickly, a little hockey. The Devils, 6-0 and at home, goal in the first 10. Vegas five and zero. Yes, going the first ten at home. Jets five and one. Buffalo five and one on the road. Seattle is six and one. Going the first ten. Chicago and Anaheim five and one. And the Kings. That is now uh, a ten and two to the under. Or excuse me, ten and two. No goal in the first ten overall for the Kings. They're hot. They've won five in a row. Yep. 
That was a nice win last night. Very good. Yeah, big time. They, they, it is a back-to-back, so I'm a little concerned, but they're taking on Montreal. But there's there's a lot of good stories in the NFL, and the Panthers finally got Damn it! I knew I, I know better. I should have been on the Rangers with futures. Gallant. you got to believe in Gallant. Rangers with the big win beating the Panthers. It's very good. And by, by the way, late late NBA action last night. Oh. Uh, if you if you missed the highlights from what Steph Curry did, I would urge you to find highlights at some point during the day. He we can't show highlights on the show, unfortunately. He was sensa- He went for fifty. I think he had nine threes. They're nine and one, by the way. They've won five straight. And as we were talking about before the show, don't be surprised if uh, the Warriors make a move, maybe a really big move by the deadline, because they have some really young assets to pull that off. And he's just playing out of his mind again this year. And the Lakers won in overtime against the Hornets, 126-103. to Westbrook had a triple-double. Ball was phenomenal for the Hornets. Uh, I know that there were reports coming up before the game that uh, Charlotte was enjoying L.A. the night before. We'll put it that way. Oh, and sure. It was a dogfight for the Lakers to win in overtime and cover that spread. The London and West Hollywood, great breakfast buffet. You have to take advantage of it. Lakers are now the third choice. I'm sure that's what the Hornets were doing. The third choice to win the Pacific Yeah, at plus 220. Warriors plus 170 to win the Pacific. Uh, it's a long time to go to log in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more. Go to the website. It's OddsTrader.com. This is Follow the Money on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Up next, Peter King has covered the National Football League for many, many years. He's a terrific sports writer. Uh, we'll talk all NFL with him and get his thoughts on what took place last night, Monday Night Football, with the taunting call late by the head official on the game. His overall thoughts on that, the reaction to it. Was it a bad call? Peter King coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting network welcome back it is follow the money here on vsin the sports betting network mitch moss paulie howard live in downtown las vegas it's an honor now to be joined by one of the very best peter king has covered the nfl for 38 years and you can catch his weekly column football morning in america for nbc sports peter joins us now thanks for the time today peter how are you I'm doing well. Isn't it a little bit early for you guys? I mean, shouldn't you still be in bed? Oh, man. <laughs> you, you don't even want to know what the alarm clock is like every uh, single what morning. What time do you get? Tell me, what time do you wake up? One thirty-two. Wow. Something like that. And are you, are you able to stay up till the end of the Monday night game, or do you try to just catch up in the morning? No, stay up. Stay up uh, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night for sure to watch all the football, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what did you think of that last night? How well, weird was that? How about those how about those horrible calls? Well, that's what we need to ask you. Okay, specifically the taunting call and now that you've had a few hours to think about and go over what Corrente said after the game and watch it maybe several times, what do you think about how that transpired near the end of the game? I think there are two calls that are that are terrible. I mean, the the low block call that negated a Bears touchdown was awful. Um I understand why Carenti called the taunting call. The rule itself is horrible. Now, um, I believe that if there are 17 referees in the NFL, uh, I believe somewhere eight, nine, or 10 might have called the taunting on that, which tells me uh, that, first of all, the rule, I think, was a real overreaction. Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two, the fact that not every referee would have called taunting on that call says, obviously, that there is such a gray area in what taunting is that depending on what officiating crew you had, that is that call is going to be made. Now, look, the NFL probably breathed the biggest sigh of relief ever that Justin Fields, who grew up in one night in one stadium, you know, did end up going down and scoring a touchdown with half a minute to go. And so theoretically, that call wasn't as horrible and as meaningful as it seemed at the time. But it was still, I think, making calls like that, um, you know, I, I can just tell on social media after the game and, and this morning, that 
there are so many people who already hate the NFL for various reasons. Mm. Okay, this just causes them to hate the NFL even more. Are they going to watch? Yeah, grudgingly. But there are so many people who, because of stupid rules like that, it takes so much of the joy out of the game. Yeah, there wasn't even, well said, right. There wasn't even contact on Watt that wiped a touchdown off the board. Yet how many times yeah. would how many times did they hit fields late and it wasn't called? The problem the problem with that, the, the the biggest issue with that is if you see where the alleged contact and believe me, I watched every we've all watched the replay. If he touched him it was an absolutely glancing blow. If 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 he touched him Okay. But the real problem with that is that, I mean, there's two big problems. Number one, that, that the, the blocker on that play, you know, was, was within the sort of the tight end box or tackle box, whatever you want to call it. He was there when he lunged, you know, to try to block a wad. Okay. That's number one. And number two, look, you've seen it. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's new this year, but really it's very noticeable this year that Walt Anderson from the officiating command center in New York can talk to Tony Carrente on the field in the wake of every play. The replay official upstairs can talk to Tony Carrente after every play. And believe me, many of those things are like, hey, you should pick that flag up or you know, you need to have a crew conference to discuss. It really didn't look like a low block, okay? Mm-hmm. And what's amazing to me is that apparently neither the replay official nor New York said to Tony Carrente in his ear, bad call, pick the flag up. So if you're going to have these safeguards on terrible calls and you don't use them, why do you have the safeguards? Great observation. Yep. 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 That was terrible all the way around. Uh, great job as always, football. And you're right, by the way. You're right. You're absolutely right about what you said about the hits on Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. If anybody, if anybody watching this game had this thought that the NFL hates, which is Roethlisberger would have got those calls, the rookie doesn't. Well, didn't last night prove that the rookie doesn't get those calls. Yeah. I mean, yep. I'm not saying it proved it, but it was just evidence that the kid doesn't get those calls. Spot on. Yep. And just just awful. Just a terribly officiated game. And look, I think what happens when it's a standalone game, particularly on Monday night, if it's a Sunday night game, even though more people will watch it, you have the white noise of 10 other games to drown it out. But on a Monday night game, which is usually a pretty good, you know, good competitive, mm-hmm. two pretty good teams mostly because they're putting more emphasis on giving ESPN better games, you know, there is going to be more howls, you know, coming out of that game than there are on almost any other game because it's, it's a standalone audience and it's usually a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. 38 years covering the league and you ran it down in football morning in America, which is always a must read. Can you imagine, Can you ever recall a week like this? Trades, injuries, COVID. My God, look what just happened in Las Vegas. Yeah, and look, 
you know, not only the, you know, the, the, the horrific car accident, but then if you extend it one more day, then the Damon Arnett cutting, basically getting fired. And I have to say this, for those who have not seen this Damon Arnett video, it's almost like you cannot believe that a human being would record himself threatening someone's life with an automatic weapon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and then, and then, and then publicize it and then put it out there so that everybody can see. Damon Arnett essentially fired himself from the National Football League. Mm -hmm. That's what he did yeah. by posting that video. And, and, and I saw it. I first saw it. I was alerted to it. I was at the Raiders game on Sunday at the Meadowlands. And somebody there said, hey, listen, when, you know, before you file your column tonight, you should look at this video. And, you know, I, I looked at it. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. And I said, this can't be real. No, this, first of all, I don't know Damon Arnett. And I'm, I was assuming this was Damon Arnett, but I said, man, I, I, I can't even believe that this is real. And I referred to it in a passing way in my column, but I said, if this essentially, if this is real, it, not only is this guy going to get fired, but who, who, would, who would pick him up, you know, after making a video like that? So, uh I mean, the unfortunate thing for the Raiders is that they had two golden picks in the top 20 of a very rich draft in 2020. And now both those guys have evaporated. Yep. So it's just, I mean, you know what's amazing? That the Raiders are in first place. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. How is that, how is that How is it possible in one of the best divisions in football that they're tied for first place with all of the mayhem that they've had to yep. deal with. It's a great question. Peter, we have like two minutes here. Um, so are the Packers and Rodgers only looking at a fine? That's going to be it, the way it sounds? Or does the league or, or some, something else possibly happen here where they can get maybe a suspension for Rodgers? I don't think Rodgers gets suspended. Yeah. I think he's going to get – he's going to have to get some fines, um, even though – uh, the agreement negotiated with the players' union said that a player can be only fined a maximum of $50,000 for this. So I think the NFL's hands are going to be tied a little bit on this. But the team can be fined significantly, and uh, there's also the possibility of draft choice compensation being taken away. So it would not surprise me if Rodgers is found to – have skirted this rule uh, more than just in a press conference room with the media. Uh, if, if there's any evidence in the last 30 days of video that the NFL reviews, which it's reviewing as we speak, if there's evidence that he didn't have his mask on, then uh, they could throw the book at the, at, at the Packers. But I think they're limited in what they can do with Aaron Rodgers. He's covered the NFL for 38 years. You can read his weekly column, Football Morning America at NBC Sports. He is the best Peter King on the program today. Thanks so much for the time today, Peter. No problem, guys. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Yep. Have a good week. Yep. I love reading him every Monday. Oh, it's been so good. I look must read for many, many years. Yep. Yes. And that was, uh, he's right. I mean, that was just a horrible officiated game. And the stuff they missed, the stuff they let go. He's right about the Roethlisberger, the old, the veteran gets the call, the rookie doesn't. Yep. The, the taunting, the, the wiping the touchdown off the board from Graham. Oh. By, by the way, and I can expand on this a little bit later on, one of the reasons why I bet on the Raiders' win total under this year is because I did not like the talent from the draft classes over recent years. That 2020 class is pretty much wiped out. Yeah. And yeah. yet they're probably going to go over the eight, which I bet the under on.
It's incredible. Biggest line moves in college football, a handful of three, three and a half, and four-point moves are ready. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. What do you want from your book? Great odds, personalized promotions, same game parlays. You can boost with even bigger payouts. How about a faster app with easier withdrawals and complete security? Points bets offering no juice spreads on NFL games. What does that mean? Bet 100, win 100. Stop burning money with other books. Sign up with Points Bet today. Download the app now. Use code VSIN2K. Get your first bet risk free up to $2,000. Must be 21. Points Bet. Live your bet life. He doesn't think, Peter King doesn't think that Rodgers is going to get suspended. So that means if that does, if he's right with that and accurate, that means next week it's shaping up to get, you know, as long as he's okay and healthy from a COVID standpoint and he passes on Saturday, I'm all jumbled up. I meant meant this week coming up. It's going to be Rodgers versus Wilson as they take on the Seahawks at Lambeau. Suspension is on the table if he repeated violations, though. Correct. Because, so that's, and I know it was a bizarre interview that he gave for a, a lengthy interview, but when he said my alternative method here, they thought I was a quack. Right. Well, no kidding. But this will be, what is, remember, people at the time, like, oh, you shouldn't say that, but um, Murphy said he's a complicated fella. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, so very now, much so. So now what happens? Yeah. Okay. And now I want to see how he acts in this, you know. Who knows what's going to happen? There was a, and also, how's he going to react? The guy can't stand criticism. And that's why he did this in the first place. Right. So he wouldn't be criticized in backlash. And, and one thing, there was a follow-up question at that point. All the media, they, there was a follow-up about when he said immunized. So somebody asked there him, was, have you was been a, vaccinated? Yeah, what does that mean? Expand on that, please. Ah. And he, so that was all right in August. So that's okay. after Bradshaw ripped him, Howard Stern went after him, called him every name in the book. So now we'll see what happens and how he, what happens moving forward. I saw a great tweet because his shirt that he was wearing that day was a uh, silhouette of Doc Holliday, who Val Kilmer played in one of the best, come on, that's one of the best roles of all time in Tombstone. Uh-huh. And somebody pointed out with blood coming out of Doc Holliday's mouth during the movies, like he died at 36 of a major respiratory problem. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that one. Okay. That was solid. Uh, how about biggest line moves in college football for the weekend? Georgia Tech, feisty. Yeah. Uh, opened up a two-point dog against BC. Boston College, they're now a two-point favorite. The Ramblin' Wreck. Right. Okay, that's one of them. Uh, your favorite team, UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Sure. Open up. Yep. 29 against Southern Miss, now 33. Concur. 8 and 1 ATS. Yep. Taking people out every game. They're what, killing people. What's the best case scenario for Texas San Antonio uh, in terms of like so, a bowl game? I'm telling you, yeah. Cincinnati loses and they get the uh, New Year's Day New game? Year's game. Yeah. What if Cincy wins out? Well, they, they don't have a pot to piss in. They'll be in. Uh, the Las Vegas Bowl? They'll be in a lousy bowl, even though they'll be 12, 13, and 0. Yeah. They'll, they'll be in a bowl game like on December probably 20th. Probably play a MAC team or something like that. And it'll be at Terrible. 4 o'clock on a Tuesday, and nobody will be there. Yep. Yep. Uh, Toledo opens 7 at Bowling Green. It's up to 10.5. Do you agree with that line move? Yeah, that's tomorrow. Ugh. Well, Bowling Green is not, other than the, we, we talk about Bowling Green because they've shocked the world twice. It's a 30-point dog. Then they were a big dog when they beat Buffalo. But other than that, I mean, they lost to Akron, too. So yes, they're, they're, I know. 
They're schizophrenic. I don't know what Bowling Green team I'm going to get. The last game, they scored 56-1 and as a big dog at Buffalo, routed by Eastern Michigan, lost to Northern Illinois, somehow lost to Akron, beat Minnesota as a 30-point dog. So... I could see a, this that's being a tough one. I could see it being totally bonkers where the final score is like 45 42. And then you have the Clemson game. Well, okay, so you tell me here then, Paulie. <laughs> well, you know what would be great? 17 16 win against UConn. And the offense has like 220 yards. They're favored by 41 points. So what do you want to do here? A team that this year you can't trust. For a second, they've been so bad offensively, so right. bad at covering numbers against UConn, who was just all-time bad again. They should be able to win 55-7 on accident, but but again, it's... <laughs> oh, they're not, they're not gonna seriously. Get, they're not up for this game, I can tell you. They're not excited. UConn, oh, God. J- just for oh. uh, blanks and giggles, if UConn could have like a 13-3 lead at halftime. Better chance to cover Clemson or Alabama? Alabama's lane 51 and a half. Some sport we have here. No, I, I would mean, take November and I would take New Mexico State plus the points. In fact, I'm probably yeah. going to bet that. Yeah, against Alabama, because again, they don't. They Alabama doesn't. They don't cover these monster spreads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. Fifty-one and a half and God. sixty-seven. Uh, you know, Saban, he doesn't have to run it up. He doesn't have to have style points. And the last thing that he wants is like a Jalen Waddle situation where one of his best players goes down with an yep. injury. Oh, there's been plenty of examples where they sleepwalk through the first half. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you think, what about a UConn first half money line the more I think about it? Oh, okay. And I'm, you, won't, you won't be able to find it everywhere, but you want to get nuts? Okay. Yeah. And then it'll be 37 nothing. Clemson. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Houston opened 22 at Temple. They're 25. All right. Cincinnati rooting for this team. Uh, they need Houston to go 11-1, and and they can meet them in the AAC title game. Need Houston to keep winning. And... Uh, Dropped a 50-burger on South Florida. Misleading score. South Florida had 200-yard kickoff returns in that game. Uh-huh. Now, Memphis opened up 8.5 against East Carolina. Mm. I'm not surprised that uh, the Sharps were on East Carolina right away. Check that. It actually opened up 8. It's now down to 5.5. East Carolina's not bad. Yeah. No opinion, though. Okay. And then... Uh, Memphis off the big win against SMU. So, yeah. the, the Kentucky now team off of the... Wild game against Tennessee. They opened up 19 at Vandy, up to 21 and a half. They're going to come out pissed off in this game and just, I mean, basically any SEC team can essentially, you know, name their number whenever they play Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Name the score. Yep. How about some totals? Big moves of totals. Utah State, San Jose State, 62 down to 56. Okay. Ohio. I wanted to take, I wanted to take Ohio State, but the numbers too are 19. Oh. 19 at home against Purdue. Ohio State, Purdue, 66 and a half down to 61. Michigan, Penn State makes sense. Open 52 down to 48. This surprised me. Wake and NC State, 71 down to 66. Well, as Kenny White said yesterday, per, this is per his numbers. He actually has North Carolina State as one of the best defenses in football. Western Kentucky. But it is Wake. I know. It just woke the last game they played, right? And in the Army game, Western Kentucky Rice, 66 and a half down to 62. Oregon and Washington State, 60 down to 56. Boise State and Wyoming, that's Friday night, 51 and a half down to 48. Kansas State and West Virginia, open 52, bet down to 47. And Boston, another move with the total. You mentioned the side earlier. Boston College and Georgia Tech, 56 and a half down to 52 and a half. Cincinnati's on national TV Friday. Yep. Six o'clock on the East Coast. 
And yeah, they, they take on South Florida, but they, they really need to take care of business in this game. I mean, because think about that here. You know, if they actually creep up, because they got some help they did. with some upsets this past weekend, and we're sitting at number five, it's now three straight games where they're getting criticized for not, you know, taking care of, you know, weaker or subpar opponents, right? The oh. middle one was ridiculous. They went on the road by 19. Oh, no, no. I, and, and, Tulane and, and, almost beat Oklahoma. And by the way, Tulsa's I mean, actually not awful. No, we ran no. it down Monday. Yeah, right. We they talked had about the all this stuff. We right. had the lead at Oklahoma State in the fourth quarter, and we're down seven with four minutes in Columbus. So if you're right, Paul, and they have Cincinnati tonight at number five, they can't go out there again on, on a Friday night. Again, it's a Friday night, but it's national television, right? And win, you know, 27-24 in a squeak fest. They're tight. They're tight. They're not having fun. And, and Fickle called them out on it, not celebrating after they beat Tulsa. But it's like you, you play to win the game, right? And that's like, well, what, well, you won, but you have to win by more than four touchdowns. Right. And you won, but it's not good enough. And you they're, they're t- like, what, what's going on here? And you want to take the 23? Yeah. I don't know what. The outlier. Well, here's the thing. It's obvious now. Cincinnati plays up to their level of competition, blowing out Indiana, uh, although they there's some turnovers in that game. And then the win against Notre Dame looks better every day. Right. Notre Dame could not move the ball on them. I was surprised at Tulsa. They have a big running back, but they, they lined up and ran on them too at times in that game. But I would say uh, I would say the back door could be open here. And Ritter has to do a better job. Oh, for That's sure. That's the thing that's getting me. They have a nasty defense. Yep. I've been disappointed offensively. Going through the motions offensively and dropping passes, sloppy. Mm-hmm. I know Ford got dinged up in that game too, but they have to do a better job on offense if you're going to cover a big number like that. Let's right, follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Points Bet has great odds on NFL spreads. Why bet anywhere else when you bet with Points Bet? You get great odds and bigger payouts. Download the app today and get in on the action. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Uh, yeah, much more on the on the Raiders draft from 2020 a little bit later on in the show today because I bet them under eight this year, and they're, that's a you know Peter we're laughing at it. How are they in first place? If they don't lose that game, they're six and two after the Giants. They should have won Sunday. They blew yeah, that. You know, game. They totally gave it the game away. Jones threw 100 yards. They lost. One 110 yards and won the game. One of six in the red zone. One of six. Yeah. Carlson missed a chippy. There was a pick. Car threw. A, I forgot about that. Car threw a pick six. Yeah. Another one. And then another six. really bad INT, too. One, yep, one, and six, one of six in the red zone. They blew that. Up next, we will recap the Monday night football game from last night. Plenty of controversy near the end of the game. Man, oh, man. Tricky sport to bet on sometimes. We'll run it down for you coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, 
business and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook, the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. Same game parlays in all NFL games. Reduce the juice promotion on game days and the $1 million beat the spread challenge. Thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to bet. Incredible menu. And, oh, a lot of big props came in last night, Monday Night Football. Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Play SugarHouse.com in Jersey, and you must be 21. Steelers win. Game goes over. But they did not cover. And that was 14-3 at halftime. Final score was 29-27. But, again, the, the bigger story was, to us anyway, how the just everything that you have to try to handicap in this sport, in the NFL, and then you have to, you know, you're putting money down when you don't know how the officials are going to call the game. I just, I thought what Peter King said 20 minutes ago on this show when he pointed out that there are like 17 head officials in the NFL, he said maybe eight or nine call the taunting penalty that Carrenti did on Cassius Marsh when he was going over to the sideline after the biggest play of the game or at the time the biggest play of the game. See, that, that tells you right there that it's a total coin flip and you don't know how an individual is going to make that call, you can't have that. It can't be up to interpretation like that. Completely disagree with Perry, too. He is not. He starts reaching for the flag after Carrenti. The hand's there. Yeah, he goes with the hip check. Yeah, the hip and check, then and then he the hip, hand goes there. Yeah. And then I'm glad Marsh brought it up afterwards about, my God, if I did that, I'm suspended. Of course he is. He gets hip checked by an official. Yep. But the other thing is, it's a horrible rule, but stay out of the way. Now, whether or not he, I don't think he said anything. Taking the six, seven steps over to the Pittsburgh sideline, but to throw a flag in that situation, and I'm glad the crew was ticked off. But the other call, J- James Daniels flagged for an illegal low block on Watt. Watt appeared to be inside the tight end box when Daniels went low to block him. 
Corinthi said he was outside the tight end box. He said this player initiated low contact to a player outside the tight end box. I have to judge that there was contact, and that's what I judged. There wasn't even contact. No, there wasn't. No. Glancing blow at best, at as best. Peter said. And then also says, he's right, buzz down and say, pick that flag up. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You're not taking a touchdown off the board right. because of that. That was outrageous, that call. And that yeah. should have been a touchdown to Graham, but they have to kick the field goal instead. And guess what? That's a four-point swing. Paulie, if you have like the, the rules in place and the technology ready to go where that's actually allowed, you can buzz down and tell them that stuff, and they don't, then what, then what is the point? Right? That's the perfect example to say, hold on a second here, guys. Hey, you might want to – we're looking at it again on replay. No, no, pick that penalty up. Can't call anything there. So just – God, this is an email from uh, Russ. So we got FKM at vcin.com. Ridiculous call on Marsh. Kid made the biggest play of the game on national television. The level of competition in pro football requires the emotions of a warrior. Okay, uh, They cannot expect these guys in big moments to never utter a word to one another when they're battling with every fiber of their being for 60 minutes. That's exactly right. Just go out there, do your job, don't say anything. Okay, sure. Yeah, you're trained to go out there and <laughs> or like just physically yeah. dominate other human beings and no, you can't say anything. I like what you said during the break on the taunting penalty. It's the strike zone in Major League Baseball. It's a different set of rules depending on who who's behind the plate. Yes. So Peter said seventeen officials, eight. What is eight, eight, eight or nine? That call. Yeah. yeah. It's like Angel Hernandez. You don't know what you're going to get night in, night out in Major League Baseball with who's behind home plate. Oh no, no, it's my strike zone. So get out of here. But as the uh, Mr. Antonici pointed out, Hayward can intercept. I don't know. Certainly not nothing wrong with it. But Hayward can intercept a pass. The whole team can run down to the end zone, slide and pose for the cameras, and it's great. But one guy takes a couple steps to the sideline. Here comes the laundry. Doesn't, and, may, and the maybe doesn't even say a word. Right. And yet the entire team runs down 93 yards for three minutes to celebrate and dance all the way down and nothing, it's okay. Yep. You can't have it. This should not be the talking point and the main focus after a Monday night game, standalone game, yep. and fans ticked off and exactly what am I watching. Uh, I t- full, full marks to Peter for what he said. Now the other thing about what you're watching, uh, the Steelers – we're fortunate to win, although I will say one of the biggest plays in the game was the stupid uh, fumble by McLeod. What are you doing? Now, you get the key turnover, well, big turnover. You're in Bears territory. You're up 10. You get knocked out of field goal position, and Boswell was great other than the missed extra point. You get to stop the Bears punt. You're up 10 in the fourth quarter. You're surrounded by Bears, and you're fighting for an extra yard at your, at your own 30? What are you doing? Yeah. And he fumbles, and you hand the Bears seven points. To the point now where it's just, I didn't put a guy back there because it's always a block in the back or it seems like a holding call. I'll tell you another big play was the kickoff return by the Bears where the kid had a good return like to the 40. Then the ball gets loose and Boswell's right there on his knees to pick it up right, for the yep, fumble yep. recovery. Right, right. But So now I expect them to beat Detroit and move to 6-3. and three. But really, how good are the Steelers? And we're going to find out because it's been a nice run here. They're fine. Ben's right. They're finding ways to win. But there's still a lot of things wrong in this Ridiculous three, four yard a clip passing game. But if they win Sunday, they move to six and three. At the Chargers, at the Bengals, Baltimore, at Minnesota. Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore. That's how they finish the season. How many wins can you see there? So if they go to six and three, nine games down, eight to play. Can they win three more to get to nine and eight? Because I got news for you, like every yeah. every one of those games, I would consider losable. I, I would not consider every one of them winnable for the Steelers. That's how good the teams are coming up, beginning with the Chargers game in Week 11. 
Nothing would surprise me there. You know what? It could be one or two wins, or they, you know, find a way. Great defense. I got to be honest. Turnovers, right? As of right now, as of today, the second, I would not be surprised if they go to KC in Week 16 and beat the Chiefs with that defense. Right. Something crazy happens. Turnovers. Mm-hmm. Watt gets to Mahomes a couple of times. Mahomes throws a couple of ints. The Steelers do nothing on offense, but it doesn't matter, and they win. You know, sixteen ten. Mm-hmm. And there was some fantastic props too. It's a big ticket set cashed. Mooney two touchdowns, twenty to one. Fryermuth two touchdowns, thirty three to one. Miss extra point, special teams touchdown. Uh, and that was uh, there was a lot to like in the second half with the Bears offense. I would agree. I thought that was a great performance by Fields and what they did. But we're point we're we're all over Corrente and rightfully so. 70 years old is another thing. <laughs> the guy should be on a port somewhere. But the other thing, you had 12 penalties. How many times did the Bears line up offsides? I know. I mean, Nagy's got to be losing his mind. And there, like was, was... there was even one that they didn't even call that Greasy pointed out, or Riddick pointed it out, that they were lined up and they didn't call it after they had just lined up again. So there's, there's a lot to fix if you're Chicago. But finally, you saw a good performance by Fields and in uh, a, a very good passing game in the second half and made some plays. Yep. And Najee Harris stayed under his rushing yards, right? That was uh, as high as 80 and a half. I did see in the 70s at a couple of other spots. But he had 22 carries in the game. Couldn't get there. Again, not a lot, a lot of room to work with last night. He was not getting a lot of holes to run through. And this had been a Bears defense that, quite frankly, was um, not exactly great. Yeah. To, in, in terms of allowing rushing yards to running backs. Take out quarterbacks from the equation here. I think they were third last overall in the league. There's no doubt they got a tough whistle. They made some silly mistakes, but they got a tough whistle. And even more so was the, I mean, how late was that hit on fields that wasn't called yeah. in Pittsburgh territory? That's a first automatic first down at 15 yards. Yeah. I mean, these are these are huge penalties that when you get a close game like that, and this is called and that isn't called, and this is called and that's not called. It's like, wait, you're screaming holy hell if you're Chicago. Email from Paul, ftmadvsin.com. Exactly what you're saying here. There were many... No calls on Justin Fields. Many times getting drilled with no call whatsoever. And uh, that were late, too. That he, that kid was a total gamer, though, last night. Again, was not going well at all in the first half. Uh, I pointed out that there was a play where they got down, I think, inside, you know, close to the red zone. And they call a bootleg for him. And the, just Nagy and the offensive line, they're like, okay, we're going to decide on this play, we're not going to put a finger on T.J. Watt. Yes. So as soon as he comes around the corner, yes. he's like, there's Watt waiting for him. Like, okay, yeah. there's, a, there's a 12-yard loss or whatever it was. And yeah. it's like third and long at that point. What's a guy to do? Can't escape that. So He's nasty. Did he pass? Is he ahead of Garrett I now? I think he's a half sack behind. Okay. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's going to be a good race between those two. Look at him. Uh, defensive player of the year. I think he was still in the four to five uh, to one range yesterday. The digs drop? Is he dropped? He's now? about eight, eight to one now. And did he, okay. Cooled out yeah. a little bit with uh, the no INTs happening. Um, the VSIN midseason football special is here for only 99 bucks. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, points spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on vsin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. So Monday Night Football, into Maction, into the committee tonight. Huge hockey slate. And uh, welcome back, college basketball with a huge betting board. Dallin Cuff is going to join the program. He does a great job on ESPN. Um, 
We'll see if he has any best bets for tonight. Which mid-majors he's high on this year. And uh, we'll see if we get to this. Is a future bet on Duke worth it? Because you never know how the referees might call stuff for Coach K in his final year. Dale and Cuff coming up next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 